Being an entrepreneur or business owner is not easy. We know firsthand how the daily grind can bring even peak performers to their knees. Welcome to the Lewis Brownlee Podcast, an in-depth podcast for business owners interested in staying up to date with all aspects of business. Each show offers a variety of resources, insights, and updates from industry professionals to keep you at the cutting edge of this ever-changing world. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your learning experience. Welcome everyone to our Q&A session on IR35, Off Payroll Working. I'm Christine Deacon, one of the directors at Lewis Brownlee, and I'll be talking to Jess Morris, one of our client relationship managers. Firstly, Jess, can you tell us why it's called IR35? The unusual name of IR35 is because IR stands for Inland Revenue, which we now know as HMRC. And 35 stands for the 35th Bulletin Published. It is also known as Intermediaries Legislation. So what exactly is IR35? This is where there is a chain in the working structure. Instead of having just the worker and the end client, there is what is known as an intermediary in between. Why would people prefer to operate in that chain? Businesses may prefer to use a consultant for a company rather than as an individual, as prior to these new rules, they didn't need to pay POYE and national insurance. By using an intermediary, they were also not required to offer employment rights to the individual, saving the business on holiday and sick pay, for example. That sounds like the worker would be losing out. So why would they want to operate in the chain? Individuals may also prefer to operate through a limited company as they have flexibility on withdrawing their income via dividends. This is usually the cheapest way to be paid in terms of tax and national insurance. Can you explain what an intermediary is? An intermediary is a business that is in between the worker and the end client. You can also have more than one intermediary in some cases. So anybody can be an intermediary? Exactly. It isn't necessarily a company. It could be a partnership or even an individual. That sounds positive. So what's the bad news? What happens if IR35 is established? Effective being caught by IR35 to a typical contractor operating via their own limited company would be around a 25% reduction to net income. So that could make a big difference to the worker. They would also still incur the extra cost that comes with operating a company. So who decides if IR35 applies? Depends what type of business is involved. So for a public body, the end client will decide if these rules apply. For large and medium entities from the 6th of April 2021, the end client will be responsible. And for small businesses, the responsibility currently remains with the worker. That would mean workers for large and medium entities are affected from the 6th of April 2021? That's right. Although that is 12 months after they were originally due to be introduced. Will HMRC only be interested in arrangements made after 6th of April 2021 then? 
They will be focusing on ensuring compliance with the new rules, yes, but they are not expected to investigate past arrangements. What if the arrangement was in place before the 6th of April 2021, but is carrying on? Would they not be caught? No. Any payments received after the 6th of April 2021 can still be caught, regardless of whether the arrangement was in place beforehand. I've heard about a status determination statement. Can you tell us a bit about that? End clients should assess each worker who operates through an intermediary and communicate this assessment through what is known as a status determination statement. What if the worker disagrees with this statement? Worker can appeal the decision. They then have the right to receive a response to their appeal, whether that is to change the assessment or to explain why they disagree. And if they don't change the assessment? The other option would be to use HMRC's Check Employment Status of Tax, the CEST tool. If this results in a self-employed relationship, then they would recommend to appeal the assessment. What are the areas that the CEST tool looks at? One of the four key areas is control. The main question being who has control in the relationship chain? Who decides where and when the work is done? And who decides what and how the work is done? So if there's good evidence that the worker decides those, have they got a good argument? Exactly, but they would ideally meet more than one of the key areas too. The second area they would look at would be equipment. So who provides the equipment needed for the job? Would a laptop count as equipment? No, it should be more like heavy machinery, industrial vehicles or specialist equipment for the job. The third area would be substitution. Can you send a substitute to do the work for you or does it have to be done by yourself? So if the contract includes a clause to say you're able to send a substitute in your place, would that be okay? Not necessarily. HRC then want to know if it has ever happened before. It isn't enough to say they are able to. They have to prove that they actually have. And finally, they would look at payment terms. So who takes the risks and rewards? Is the work carried out at a fixed price or maybe an hourly rate or even a percentage of profits made? Who would have to adjust the work if the end client was unhappy? This all sounds a bit complex. Can somebody help our clients with this? Of course. It would be wise to have a review of the contract that is in place by people with experience in that area. If you're caught by IR35, would you then get employment rights? Unfortunately not. You wouldn't be entitled to any traditional employee benefits, such as holiday pay or sick pay, just because you're being taxed under IR35. And how would you be taxed? You would need to calculate what is known as a deemed payment. HMRC have complex rules and examples on how to calculate this, which we would happily assist you with. Great. And you can continue to work through your limited company? That's correct. You can still operate through the limited company after the 6th of April 2021. It's just the way the income tax and national insurance is calculated and paid that may change. Alternatively, some clients may change the way they operate with some contractors and may not want to operate the same way as before. How will it affect hotel or travel expenses claimed? If deemed to be working inside IR35, 
workers will be taxed on everyday expenses reimbursed, such as travel and mileage. These commuting costs, including hotel expenses, are not tax-free to the worker. What would happen if you came to the wrong assessment? HMRC have confirmed they will have a soft landing approach. This is where they'll adopt a light-touch approach to penalties for the full first year. Thank you very much for all your help there, Jess. Hopefully that provides you with some answers in relation to IR35. Lewis Brownie can help you further if you would like any assistance reviewing contracts or calculating potential deemed payments. Just get in touch. You've been listening to the Lewis Brownlee podcast. Be sure to listen again soon to keep up to date and help your business grow.